the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Briefcast number 50, the final of 2019. Briefcast 50 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad to come to you for the final time in 2019. And boy, I have missed a lot. I've been on a mini vacay and I've kind of checked out. I mean, it's been a very busy year for me, but we have a great one in store for you. Although it may be a little bit briefer than others, a lot to get into. There's so much we've missed since the last time I I've come to you guys, but first and foremost, want to thank you guys for tuning in. So glad you found us. Not sure how you found us, but I'm so glad you have. And just a reminder, you can go to the wadeswordproductions.com website for all the past episodes and all the things that are going on with us. We'll be doing some updates on the website. And of course, you can subscribe and get the emails. We certainly want you guys to do that. And also, I want you to remind you guys, 24 hours a day, you can always call with any opinions, any questions, Anything you want us to talk about at 832-941-6614. That's the Sports Talk with Devin Wade sports line at 832-941-6614. And that is a wonderful way to reach us. And, of course, you can get us on any of your podcast platforms. And if you want to reach out to me on social media, again, want to remind you guys how you can do that. Wade's Word, at Wade's Word on Twitter. Uh, and I tweet I, more than anything. I tweet. I'm on Instagram, and I need to change my Instagram name, but but it's D Wade 909 for now. I don't post very often on there, but I need to because I know you guys like to check that out. In addition to that, on Facebook, it's the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group. The group is phenomenal because so many people post all the time to keep us updated on different things, and some of those things can be historic in nature. Some of these things can be reminders. Some of these things can be about sports that we don't normally talk about or players or personalities we don't normally talk about so that's a great way to get involved also i will post poll questions there from time to time so 2019 has been a great year and hopefully this time out will be no different as we put a big big bow on the 2019 uh, year in sports and we'll go into some of the stuff from the year that stands out to me but we will get into some headlines this time out in addition to that we can go into a segment that we call balling or falling we'll go uh, we'll get into a little bit of this or that i'll give you two choices and i'll tell you my selection is it this one or that one in addition to that we have a huge lamont award and uh, that is for the big dummy i won't give out the big dummy of the year but a uh, big dummy uh, this time out it's a familiar name it's not we're not gonna surprise you so that's coming up before i let go and we may look back at some of the folks that we lost in 2019 so all that's coming up this time out and uh again i certainly am glad thank you thank you thank you before i go any further want to thank you for all the support and the continuing growth of the podcast it's been incredible you guys have been phenomenal a word of mouth has spread we got gear we have more gear coming i've I've gotten the shirts out a little bit to a few folks and we'll get some more shirts out and i want to do the coffee mugs or the beer mugs you you guys let me know uh, the pub glasses or the beer mugs you let me know which one you'd like to have and, and purchase to help support this podcast i also want to thank all of our sponsors for 2019 it's been a great year for you guys i want to thank uh, folks who have come forth and and make financial contributions I want to thank folks like dj damon and, and uh, all the stuff that he does for me dj anarchy is another one uh, in addition to that I cannot go without saying thank you to the special teams unit my brother biscuit in addition to that eddie robinson and kalina the silver fox kevin allen all those wonderful folks if you hadn't heard them on a podcast go back and listen to full-fledged episodes and uh, you'll get a sense of some of the shenanigans 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 we've gotten into <laughs> over the last couple of years now but a phenomenal growth this year we're looking for huge huge things in 2020 and i can't do it without you guys but before i go on it's time to get into some headlines 
In headlines, a lot of things have taken place since the last time I've been able to come to you on the podcast. Of course, I've talked about some of these things, many of these things, on KTSU Sports Talk each and every Saturday on KTSU 90.9 Houston, 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. And you can join myself and the legend Ralph Cooper and the Silver Fox Kevin Allen on KTSURadio.com or on KTSU Radio if you're here or in, locally in the city of Houston or on the TuneIn app. Also, you can catch uh, some of the podcasts on the KTSURadio.com website as well. But the NBA started, well, not started, but, you know, hey, Christmas Day, the big Christmas Day extravaganza took place. And so, you know, although the basketball season, uh, basketball season been rolling for a while, that happened. So a lot of people are starting to pay more attention. We have the bowl games. We have the semifinals and the college football playoffs. Didn't turn out like many of you thought, or many in the media thought. We can get into those things and, of course, course the end of the nfl season black monday for some coaches maybe black tuesday for others we're waiting on a couple of more shoes to drop but there is breaking news at the time of this recording as it pertains to head coaching positions in the nfl we can get into some uh, nfl stuff a little bit later on but let's talk a little bit about the college football playoffs lsu was phenomenal they just dismantled Oklahoma. It was embarrassing if you were Sooners. The Sooners looked like the University of Houston did opening night of uh, this college football season. They just didn't look like they knew where they were going. And not only were they out classed at the different positions they just they just didn't know what they were doing they didn't they didn't look like they were covering anybody and joe burrow i mean he solidified himself as uh, the number one pick in the nfl draft i think that will do it for him i think uh, you can debate about long term is it him or trevor lawrence will be the better nfl quarterback that's a discussion for maybe another day but lsu was phenomenal but before i do the wrap up and just sort of wipe away the oklahoma sooners have to give a tremendous amount of credit to jalen hurts and ending his career at oklahoma he has been the personification of class and grace in adverse situations in college football he's done a great job of course he was starting he won national championship he did work and then he gets replaced in the championship game uh, versus uh, the georgia bulldogs and you know he stays one more year he handles himself cheered on his uh, successor he sat there on the bench and fulfilled his role and played his position and then he opted to go to oklahoma but never took any shots at the university he's just been a first class individual he's from the greater houston area his brother played at texas southern where i call football games and I tell you what, I hope he gets, and I believe he will get a chance on the next level. He may, from a talent standpoint, he may not be the most talented guy, not nearly as talented as, say, a Burrow and maybe even a Tua Tungvaloa, although we don't know what's going to happen with his injury. Uh, but he is a guy that will come to work and conduct himself as a professional. He will never do, lead your franchise astray. He will always do exactly what he's asked to do. And that is the kind of thing that can get you an NFL career for 10 or 12 years. So, I mean, that's a big, big deal. Just want to give him credit for that. We may have seen the last Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma, although they say he's coming back. Could Jerry Jones lure him to the NFL? Well, first things first, they have to fire Jason Garrett. And as of this moment of this recording, Jerry Jones has not yet fired Jason Garrett, although that's highly anticipated and deservedly so. It's time for him to go. It's time for him to make a change in Dallas. You just don't know. Man, this, this team... If I was a fan, it, it's a ridiculous thing. I almost don't take much joy in the demise of the Cowboys, except I just do. I'm, I'm glad they're not good. I'm glad they're going through whatever they're going through, but yet they still dominate the headlines. We talk about them in a disproportionate amount of airtime we use on Cowboys. And I think now we're not the worst offenders. We The national shows are, are some of the worst defenders. But right now, he's not been fired. The word is maybe Urban Meyer, maybe Leakin Riley. I don't know. But, uh, you know, Jason Garrett has to go. Ultimately, it boils down to Jerry Jones. And how is he going to play his position? He's the owner. He's the de facto GM. I know our guy, Will McClay, from Marion Christian High School, same high school as me. He's doing some personnel stuff. But, again, 
Jerry sets the tone, the culture, and he will uh, give the authority or not give the authority. And a lot of folks don't want to work under those conditions. It may Is he the worst owner to work for in the NFL? I would probably say Dan Snyder will probably be worse in Washington. By the way, breaking news, the Washington Redskins have hired Ron Rivera as their head coach. No president. Bruce Allen was fired, so I don't. they'll replace him at some point, I would imagine. Um, but Ron Rivera is the guy in Washington. So one of those jobs has been filled. And uh, in addition to that, Pat Shermer fired in New York. Freddie Kitchens, one and done. But again, he, he almost, if you're Freddie Kitchens, you you were in a catch-22. You almost don't want to take that job because you know you're not ready. But at the same time, you have to bet on yourself because this opportunity may not come again. But when you bite off more than you can chew, it really comes back to bite you. And this guy, it, this would have been hard for a number of coaches to walk into this situation with an arrogant Baker Mayfield who is not as talented as his mouth would lead you to believe. He's good. He's okay. But he turns over the ball too much. Not on the Jameis Winston clip, but at the same time, he's not what he thinks he is, and that's a huge, huge problem. You add to that the uh, the big personalities of Odell Beckham, and then you have Kareem Hunt who came on, and actually that wasn't that worked out smooth. Kareem Hunt has been a model citizen after coming back since he was suspended. So you know, from that situation, you got a lot of big personalities, a lot of high expectations, and it, there was no way he this guy this guy was going to be able to fulfill that and of course things got out of hand with the miles Garrett situation i think that sealed his fate uh, and just all of the chatter and the talking they're gonna need a veteran nfl guy or a guy that can come in and shut baker mayfield up or a guy that's willing to replace him because if that mixed with the fact that you don't know what's going to happen with Odell Beckham Jr. Because he could have blew this thing up a long time ago. All he had to say is, I want out of Cleveland. And that would have ruined the season in week two. But he was a good citizen for him. How long will that continue? Not only was he not winning, he didn't put up numbers. So with the Giants, at least when they weren't winning, he was putting up some numbers. And he had all the cameras and all the attention. People have forgotten about Odell Beckham. I mean, it's, you know, the NFL is quick. You will be out of there and forgotten about before you know it. Think about Des Bryant. When is the last time you heard somebody say his name? It's just assumed that this guy is over. And obviously he came back and he had the injury in New Orleans and hadn't been able to respond to that. But, I mean, like I said, going for him a a high profile of the one of the highest profile receivers in the game a couple years later this guy is you don't even remember and so the nfl can turn on you quick johnny football hey man the nfl not for long we will keep moving and this uh the, the league will keep moving and if baker doesn't get with the program and kind of tone it down and grow up a little bit it's gonna be a problem but all year long he was shooting off his mouth he was saying stuff that had he had no business saying talking about things he had no business talking about no Nobody could check him, and Freddie Kitchens, not the least of which, could check him. So Cleveland's going to have to make a decision. Is it going to be a guy that's that's going to cater to uh, Baker Mayfield like they did with Kitchens, or is it going to be a guy that's going to take control of that situation and say, hey, we choose coach over quarterback in this situation. Baker Mayfield's not that good that you choose player over quarterback. Uh, the other uh, coaching jobs, let's see, we got uh, the New York Giants. We got uh, uh, the replacement for the Washington Redskins. You know what? Jacksonville did not fire Doug Marone. Shocked by that. Stunned that that didn't happen. I thought for sure that that would happen, but no, he, he uh, holds on to his job there. And I, they got rid of Tom Coughlin, and maybe that will change the culture. But Coughlin, <laughs> he got run out of it. We didn't even get a chance to talk about that, but his players racked up so many fines that the players union was just full of case. They had a, a Tom Coughlin division in the players union to appeal fines and fight on behalf of their players. So we'll see what happens in Jacksonville. But again, a couple other things that happened. The interesting thing to me will be the quarterback carousel. Cause we've seen uh, already since the end of the season, Bruce Arians kind of throw Jameis Winston under the bus. 
30-30 guy. 30 touchdowns, ended the season with a walk-off interception. It's clear that he probably won't be back in Tampa. You don't know what's going to happen with Cam Newton. There are other guys around the league. You just don't know what's going to happen with them moving forward. So there are going to be some some quality or at least some starting quarterbacks around, available and around. Jameis Winston looks like he's going to be one. You don't know what's going to happen in Jacksonville. Do they get rid of Nick Foles? I don't, I don't, I don't think they can. I think they're locked into that contract uh, a little bit longer. In addition to Cam Newton and Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton will, will likely be available if you look at that situation. Phillip Rivers, what does he do? Does he come back? Does he leave? Will Will Tom Brady be available? Uh, he's another name that you might come up with. Phillip Rivers, um, let's see. I think the Mitch, uh, Mitch Trubisky in Chicago, I think he's locked in. Uh, what do they do? Matt Stafford, he was out for the year. Do they make a change there? Uh, there's some question marks. What Does Teddy Bridgewater, I think he's up. Can he make a move uh, and and do something uh, where he can become a starter somewhere else? So there are a lot of moving parts at the quarterback position, but we have all offseason to talk about that. But the most important thing, the NFL playoffs kick off, and you talk about the top four seeds in the NFL. Uh, Baltimore, the number one seed in the AFC. Kansas City, the number two seed. In the NFC, the number one seed, the San Francisco 49ers. And then the softest number two, the Green Bay Packers. But now all of a sudden you got to go to onto the frozen tundra in Green Bay to try to win a uh, NFC championship. So uh, uh, the opening weekend, the New England Patriots, who just could not close the deal against the Miami Dolphins, they blow an opportunity, and this may mark the end of the Tom Brady era in New England. I'm jumping on the bandwagon like everybody else, although I think they'll win this week. A lot of people are picking Ryan Tannehill, who has defeated uh, the New England more than any other quarterback over the last 20 years. And so maybe he and the Tennessee Titans can go in and do that. You have Derrick Henry coming off a huge game, a meaningless game for the Houston Texans, but it did. Uh, it was over 200 yards, and it gave him an opportunity to be the NFL's leading rusher. They go into Foxborough to try to defeat the New England Patriots, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. The Houston Texans host the Buffalo Bills. And the NFC, the New Orleans Saints, the third seed, they host the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles, the fourth seed, host the Seattle Seahawks. A lot of late season injuries, maybe not high profile names, but guys that are beat up. And you look at a guy like Zach Ertz, who may not play. Kendricks, the linebacker in Seattle, he's out. Uh, there are a few other guys around the NFL who won't be playing. So let's get into it now with a segment that we call This or That. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. This is an NFL playoffs edition of This or That. This is when I give you two choices. Normally, on a full-fledged episode, it's uh, my special teams unit making the pick. But as it stands, what are your thoughts? Give me your thoughts, 832-941-6614, if you agree or disagree. Of course, you can always reach out to me on social media as well. So with that, let's start to pick out the four games from Wild Card Weekend. And that is, well, first and foremost, let's get the seeds down. First seed in the AFC, Baltimore. Second seed, Kansas City. Third seed, the New England Patriots. Fourth seed, the Houston Texans. Fifth seed, the Buffalo Bills. And the Tennessee Titans round out the AFC picture. Well, in the opening game, and I mentioned this on KTSU Sports Talk, you have a team that no one believes in that can win, that not a very exciting team, an exciting quarterback in Deshaun Watson, but not an exciting team, an exciting wide receiver. And DeAndre Hopkins, not an exciting team. When Whitney Merciless and J.J. Watt are doing their thing, but not an exciting team. No one expects them to win. Solid football team, they'll be competitive. No one expects them to win and advance to the AFC Championship, let alone the Super Bowl. So, you have that, and then you have the fact that you have a small market team that doesn't that the masses don't get a chance to see. The Buffalo Bills, they come to Houston. Ed Oliver make his, makes his uh, triumphant return to the city of Houston. Of course, he is a first-round selection from University of Houston. Go Cougs. Hashtag Go Cougs. And uh, this team is the real deal. They can play the run. They can defend. In addition to that, they can run the football, and Josh Allen, 
has been deceptively athletic and just I say deceptively because we don't think of him in the same way that we do a uh, maybe a Lamar Jackson or name your mobile quarterback but he's been that he's been that and he's been really really good all season long he's doing it up there in Buffalo where nobody can notice New England takes all of the energy out of that division so you never hear much about Buffalo Although 10 and 6 on the season, this team, this team was a good team and they got it done all season long. And I think that they will do it against the Texans. Texans aren't quite healthy, although J.J. Watt makes his return. J.J. Watt is not himself, even though he'll play. In addition to that, on the other side of the ball, Steelers, uh, Kenny Steels was a little bit banged up. In addition to that, uh, you look at uh, Will Fuller, uh, another guy banged up, but just cannot stay healthy. This team... <sighs> They could do it. And see, this is the thing about the Texans. They can do it or they can lose. I'm going to pick them to lose. They lost last year in the same game versus the Indianapolis Colts. I think Buffalo get it done. And in this or that, I will take the Buffalo Bills to upset, slight upset of the Houston Texans. The third seed of the AFC playoffs, New England Patriots. They had a chance to have a bye week. And you couldn't beat the Dolphins. At home. Brian Flores, by the way, Miami's head coach, he gets a quarter of a vote for coach of the year. So does Mike Tomlin. So does uh, when you look at uh, Sean Payton in New Orleans. And, of course, you got to look at uh, John Harbaugh in uh, Baltimore, who probably will be the guy, and Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. So the, the number of guys can compete for that title of uh, coach of the year. But a part of my vote goes to Brian Flores, who wins on the road to force New England to lose their off week, go from a number one seed to a number three seed. It's a, it's a, a bad situation for them. A lot of people are picking uh, New England to lose this game. Ryan Tannehill is a guy that can beat them. Now, and he's been spectacular since taking on taking over for Marcus Mariota. Now they can run the football, they can play defense. I just don't think Vrabel, even though man, I don't know, it's tough. And this or that, I am going to take New England to win. I just don't believe in Mike Vrabel, and I, I just have to believe that Tom Brady can muster up enough in what could be his final game for the New England Patriots. It, it may be over. Maybe a done deal. He, he may – I try to think of where else he could go. And not a lot of places, but it might be – this might be a wrap for him. Watch. I think he has played his last game for sure in New England. Well, he will have played his last game next weekend for New England because I think they'll win this week. Next week, not a chance. I don't, I don't care where they end up. Not a chance. Well, actually, the only place they can end up is uh, at Kansas City. So, no, no matter what. So that's the situation. And the NFC, the New Orleans Saints, the Hoodats, host the Minnesota Vikings and the Minnesota, what is the Minneapolis Miracle, a rematch of the Minneapolis Miracle. No miracles this time out. Although New, England, New Orleans, rather, is not the same team without Mark Ingram. Uh, and you, we've seen the fact that Alvin Kamara has not been the guy that he had been previously. Maybe Latavius Murray can step up for them. Maybe. Now, they were looking at Antonio Brown. They, they wanted to add that second receiver. Because on the other side of the premier receiver in the NFL, Michael Thomas, on the other side of him, Taquan Smith, Ted Ginn Jr., you don't have a lot over there on that other side. And, and in addition to that, you do have Derek Cook, the tight end, but... You know, this team can get it done, and they will. I I think they have a shot. I think it's going to be tough, though, having to go to Green Bay. I mean, can they take that show outside of the Dome? We'll talk about that next week. This week, I think they will defeat the Minnesota Vikings. So, in this or that, taking the Vikings. And finally, in this or that, the Philadelphia Eagles at home versus the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, man, before Carson went out, I mean, think about this. They have lost ProSite, Penny, and uh, and in addition to that, Chris Carson. So they've lost three running backs. They've signed Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch, and then uh, another running back from their past. And then they have a no-name running back. And then you look at the receivers. Lockett is not – he's not, he's not a premier guy. 
he's a go-to guy. Now I like what they've done with the with Hollister, the uh, the tight end, but um, Russell Wilson. If you look at this team without Russell Wilson, that's why I say Russell Wilson gets a lot should get a lot of votes for MVP in this league because without him, this team is nowhere. Now Michael Kendricks, the linebacker on the defensive side, is going out. But man, without Russell Wilson, this team would be be nobody. But they have him this week, and I think they have enough for a banged up Philadelphia Eagles team that may not have Zach Ertz. Although Brad Goddard is uh, is a pretty good backup tight end. But I'll tell you what, Lamar Jackson. I mean, if you want to talk MVPs, Lamar Jackson is the MVP, no doubt about it. This year, he is the MVP. But man, Russell ought to get some votes because if you take Lamar Jackson off of that team. They have a tremendous defense, and they can really physically run that football with Mark Ingram and with Gus Edwards. Those guys can get it done, uh, and you know, the nice tight end and Mark Andrews. So that's a good team too. But we'll talk more about them next week. So in this or that, I will take the Texans, the New England Patriots, the New Orleans Saints, and Seattle on the road. Tell me what you think. Eight three two nine four one six six one four. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at Wade's Word and, of course, on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade uh, website, wadeswordproductions.com website, or the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page on Facebook. With that, going to take a time out. Come back on the other side. We are going to do balling or falling. In addition to that, we will look at some of the folks we lost this uh, past year. And, of course, we will have Alamon Award and before I let go, this is Briefcast 50 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, KTSUradio.com, or anywhere and everywhere you get your podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. It's Shelly Wade, and welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade. Welcome back to Briefcast 50 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And again, the Briefcast, I want to come to you guys solo without my special teams unit. But we'll be hearing from those guys and gal uh, throughout the 2020 year. That's our plan. That's our general plan. Uh, we have a lot of plans for 2020. Before I do all that, I want to remind you guys. Well, thank you again. I can't say that enough. Thank you for the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hits and downloads and listens that you guys uh, have uh, given me throughout 2019 and before that, 2017, 2018. So all those, since we've been doing this, and it sort of has picked up steam as I started to connect more with you guys. Because again, the important part is that we want this thing to be interactive. We want to go back and forth with you guys and uh, incorporate your input and your feedback wherever we can. With that, let's get into a segment that we call Brand new. Brand new, brand new, brand new. Brand new, I give you guys a little bit of uh, a sense of what's been going on with me and uh, something that's not necessarily sports related. We used to do this at the very beginning, but I said, well, no, let's get right into the sports and then I'll give you a little bit of uh, an update on me. Well, first and foremost, I hope all of you guys had a very Merry Christmas. I did. And uh, still, I, I, I say this all the time, it's an adjustment. Second Christmas without mom. And don't have my father, both both passed in the last five years. So, um, you know, it's been a tough 
tough little pill to swallow and a lot of an adjust, a lot of adjustments but we make the best of it and i got a chance to spend uh, time with my siblings and, and all that good stuff so uh, the kids uh caleb and eli and abigail had a great christmas and at the end of the day that's uh that's all that matters so i hope you had a merry christmas i hope you had a happy hanukkah if you're jewish happy kwanzaa if you celebrate kwanzaa and uh i, I one of my songs i like to listen to around the holidays is happy kwanzaa by image or image i don't know how you how they say the name but great song so in any case i hope you guys enjoyed uh your holiday did have the uh the and i tweeted this and i posted this posted this on facebook did have my 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 trump moment and it came out of nowhere i did not anticipate this because i was visiting my brother it was a guest in his home now i won't get any more specific than that but there I was minding my own business and I don't know with, with the, just a very very pa- in passing kind of uh, conversation about oh yeah you know, uh, you know uh, looking for bright 2020 blah 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 and the person had to mention Trump well if you just leave my president alone and I have to tell you, I did not handle that well at all. I did not see it coming because, I, you know, sometimes I guess if you have that relative or you know you're going to see that person, you say, okay, here they go with that bullshit. You prepare yourself with it before you go. So you kind of brace yourself and you say, okay, and you maybe even practice what you're going to say. And I don't know how many of you have this experience. I don't know how many people go somewhere and over the last four years and, and know that you may have that conversation and maybe on your job, maybe, maybe with relatives, maybe, maybe on a plane. I, I don't know, but you brace yourself for that sort of thing. You wear your arm Well, this came out of nowhere. And I used a couple of expletives in a place that I, pro- I probably shouldn't have used expletives. But it just, it came, it erupted out of me out of nowhere. I have a lot of pent up aggression and anger about voicing my opinion about Donald Trump. So I, I yeah, I got out. Of, yeah, it was a long thing. And then you have to realize all you have to do is talk about talk five or ten minutes. And you realize, okay, no, there's no help for this person. There's, there's nothing you can do there. That, that's why I even argue this situation if that is your point. If, if that, that, that is your point, it's, it's, what are we arguing about? So, nonetheless, it was, it was a thing. It was a long conversation, and, and it didn't take long. When it's, okay, okay that's, that's how you, okay, that's nothing we could talk about. That. That's not. You're not coming from a place of uh, you have other issues that make you gravitate towards him. They have nothing to do with uh, with his politics. You can you can you can mask that with politics. But yeah, no. So it came out of nowhere and, uh, you know, it was not good. So hopefully you had a better Christmas day in that regard than I did. So looking forward to a great 2020. And I tell you what, man, I just I'm feeling the 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 spirit of gratitude with you guys and i certainly appreciate it and look forward to some great fun times in 2020 and again i'm really dependent we are really dependent on your feedback and your contribution so with that let's go into a segment that we call balling or falling This is where I will pick out somebody. Normally, my partner, whoever's uh, one of the special teams unit members, will pick out, uh, will determine and say to themselves and to me if this person is balling or falling. First up is Jameis Winston. Now, I will say this. Look, I am biased towards Jameis Winston because he was my fantasy quarterback a lot of weeks towards the second half of the season because he was going to throw it everywhere. You, he may throw a bunch of interceptions, but he was going to throw you some touchdowns as well. He ends the season with 5,100 yards passing. He led the NFL in passing yards, 33 touchdowns, and that's great. But then, wah, wah, 30 interceptions. The first ever, what, 30, 30 guy, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Now he is a free agent. He's off his rookie contract. Bruce Arians is already throwing him under the bus. But my question to you guys is, is he balling or falling? Now, if you are asking me, 
Now, does that mean is he balling in Tampa? Because if it comes down to is he balling or falling in Tampa, I'm going to say he's clearly falling there. Is he balling as a guy that can go out and win some games in the NFL for you if he had the right coach? I think in that regard, he's balling. But now, with his team that drafted him, that sort of invested in him, that put it with all of his foolishness, all of his his stuff, his luggage, his past, is the lawsuits, the the allegations, accusations, all they, they dealt with all of those things, brought in a new coach to to be the Jameis whisperer, and he's kind of giving up on you. And I think that your days as a starter may be just about numbered. You may go around the league and be a journeyman for a number of years because everybody can use a gunslinger. I don't know that you'll ever be a starter in this league like that that again so i'm going to say unfortunately fallen i keep on falling now that's hard to say i mean you can look at different places and say well maybe if cam leaves carolina maybe he can come in and and replace uh, not what kyle allen uh, maybe he's a guy he's a he can throw and he had a great three uh, a trio trio the <laughs> great trio of receivers with perryman and that towards the end of the year uh chris godwin was injured and, and of course mike evans was injured as well but uh, you had about uh, kyle break and uh and and you had uh, O.J. Howard. So the, you had some things there. Your running game with Barber and, and Jones and, you know, those guys were okay. But, uh, no, you know, I, I will say this. It's hard to imagine that he will be given a long leash. He may come back to Tampa. I don't know if Tampa wants to try to start over with a uh, a brand-new quarterback. Maybe they'll sign one of these free agents. Like we talk about a, a Phillip Rivers who's a similar gunslinger, and he will lock, cost you the game. Uh, or maybe a Cam Newton can go to Tampa. And maybe they'll be in the running for that. But clearly they have some issues at quarterback, and Bruce Arians is not having it. And essentially said that if, uh, if they had had a healthy backup – he would have been out of there a lot sooner. Well, unfortunate for him because he's an exciting player to watch. That team was fun to watch, but those interceptions, including the walk-off pick six, with the pick six again, well, not the, uh, well, the three interceptions against the Texans, it was just unbelievable. You cannot beat yourself like that, and hence, he's fallen. Next up, let's go with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Jason Garrett is twisting in the wind, but by every indication, he is out of there in Dallas. But does a coaching change mean that uh, things will turn around in a hurry for the Dallas Cowboys? Are the Dallas Cowboys moving into the future? Are they balling or falling? Now, this is a very difficult question because... You, you look at this team and you have an Amari Cooper, who I'm sure they'll resign, who who ended up, he had to be injured. He was not the same guy. He didn't help them at all. He's not a number one receiver according to the second half of this season at all. He's just not. He's not that dude. Now, let's see if he was injured. Maybe they'll tell us, oh, yeah, he was injured. That's you know, no, no, no. He was. That's what it was. But you have him. You have a guy like Dak Prescott that you're going to have to resign. You have Ezekiel Elliott. You you have pieces there. You have a, a offensive line that is one of the better offensive lines at times in, in this in, in the entire NFL. You have a defense that's young and up and coming. You just could not put it all together. So you would think that if you brought in a guy who could take over and and make some calls and do some things for you and change the culture, you would think, okay, well, then they're, they're, they're balling. But at the same time, you look at a situation where your owner's not changing. The, the energy in the building is not going to change. The energy behind who he'll hire will not change. So is this what's going to really change? Is anything going to really change? And I would have to say for that reason – the Dallas Cowboys are falling. <laughs> but you know what? And I mean, it's, it could turn around. Maybe it's Urban Meyer. If it's Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer maybe can finesse Jerry Jones. Maybe he can give Jerry Jones an opportunity to sort of get out of his mix. Uh, you know, he's a snake oil salesman. That, that, <laughs> that Urban Meyer, he gets it done, though. And he knows how to communicate with these guys. He and you know maybe he's the answer for them. He could, but he has to handle the owner first. And I think that Jerry Jones, may, you, you want to say, yeah, he's learned his lesson. He'll take a step back. 
that's just not who he is. He can't. He can't change. Certain things about me, I can't change. I just, I just can't. I, I want to. I want to tell you that I won't react a certain way in a certain situation, but I can't help it, and neither can Jerry. So for that reason, they are falling. Finally, in balling or falling. Now we. This was sort of in a lot of ways been the year the black quarterback uh, for a lot of people. You Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Kyler Murray. Uh, you look around the league at all the guys. Dwayne Haskins has gotten a chance to play, and not so much for Cam Newton. But if you look around the league, a lot of black quarterbacks have done their thing this year, and it's been it's been fun to watch and refreshing to watch. One guy I want to mention, and I want to ask you guys: Is he balling or falling, Jacoby? Brissett. Now he's in his fourth year. He just completed his fourth year. This year he went 20, uh, he went 272 for 447. He's completing nearly 61% of his passes, under 3,000 yards passing, but he had 18 touchdowns and six interceptions. And, you know, he is, uh, his rating is uh, 88. I don't know how to quantify that, but is he abruptly had had to take over after Andrew Luck retired and moving forward is he the guy to get it done for Indianapolis I, you know is he balling or is he falling and i'm going to say he is falling i don't think he has much room left here he may get one more year at it or more at least maybe a, a, an opportunity to start but if you think about it there's some uh, free agent quarterbacks out there would you take a, a Jacoby Brissett over a Jameis Winston uh, I don't know maybe if you add more pieces around Brissett maybe T.Y. Hilton hadn't been healthy all year long uh, they had I mean they had Marlon Mack they have a, a nice trio of running backs I don't know. They have a, a bright young superstar on the defensive side of the football in Darius Leonard. So they have pieces, but yet this team missed the playoffs this year. They didn't do much and uh, sort of disappointed after a big year last year and uh, coming into Houston and on wild Card weekend and coming up with a win before being knocked out of the playoffs. But I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, maybe he'll get a shot, but I don't think so. I, I would love to hear you guys defend him or uh, sort of, if you believe he's balling, tell me where I'm wrong. Seven, oh, actually, check that, 832-941-6614. Give me your opinion on that. With that, I want to change pace a little bit and honor some of the folks who we have lost in 2019 in the world of sports. At the end of the year, I'd like to take a look back so we can say that one last goodbye uh, in the calendar year of their passing and uh, sort of uh, acknowledge them and uh, bid adieu. New Orleans Saints linebacker Von Johnson. Von Johnson was a part of the Dome Patrol alongside Sam Mills, Pat Swilling, and Ricky Jackson when the New Orleans Saints first came to prominence as a winning football team with Bobby Hebert at quarterback. 1971 Heisman Trophy winner Pat Sullivan. He played and coached at Auburn. He won the Heisman and coached Heisman Trophy winner Bo Jackson. One of the best defensive backs in all of NFL history, Willie Brown of the Oakland Raiders. He passed away. He was a Hall of Famer in 1984, and he has probably the most iconic interception in uh, Super Bowl history. And if you've seen anything from NFL films, you saw him, a tight shot of him running down the sideline after intercepting a friend talking to pass. Cedric Benson, former University of Texas running back and also one of the top running backs in the history of Texas high school football. He had a motorcycle accident and passed away in 2019. Nick Bonacani, who was a part of the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins team, also did a lot for spinal cord injuries and paralysis after his son suffered a, a neck injury, a spinal cord injury. He also did a lot for the NFL uh, as a part of uh, HBO's Inside the NFL for many, many years. Boxer Pernell Whitaker, uh, probably one of the best defensive fighters in my, modern boxing history. He was 1984 Olympian. He was, I mean, he, if you want to have a comparison to him, Floyd Mayweather is more like Pernell Whitaker than he was Sugar Ray Leonard. And, and I'll tell you, just a tremendous fighter. Did it all really hard to hit, won a lot of big fights. And uh, again, he was a gold medalist in the 84 Olympics. 
A couple of Green Bay Packers from the Vince Lombardi era passed away. Some notable names. I'm talking about Forrest Gregg, who was on the offensive line. I mean, just a storied career. Went on to coach at SMU. And the guy that he blocked for and protected, uh, the quarterback, Vince Lombardi's quarterback, Bart Starr, passed away in 2019 as well. The Boston Celtics forward, John Havlicek, he passed away this year in 2019. He had a notable what double, triple overtime win over Phoenix, but a long-storied career winning championships for the Boston Celtics. Brooklyn Dodgers pitcher Don Newcomb, who play, also played in the Negro Leagues, he was the first player and only one of two to win Rookie of the Year, MVP, and Cy Young. The only other guy to do it uh, was uh, Justin Verlander of the Houston Astros. But Newcomb was a legend and really did it all in the game of baseball. Speaking of baseball players, one of the greatest baseball players ever, a guy that's really underrated until you talk to old-time baseball players, Frank Robinson, the only player to win the MVP in both leagues, in the American League and in the National League, had a great career later on in his life as the manager, and he ended his baseball career as a manager with the Washington Nationals. So just a long story career, one of the more underrated guys in baseball history. Locally in the city of Houston, we had some losses. Lou Lloyd, who played on the 86 team, the Houston Rockets 86 team that went to the NBA Finals. And again, man, this guy could do it all as a scorer. He was hard to beat. Had he not had his troubles off the court, I think the Rockets would have had a better chance to win championships before they were able to do so in 94. So uh, Lou Lloyd was a big, big loss to the city of Houston. Cliff Branch, the Worthing Colt, he went on of course to uh, have an outstanding career in the NFL for the Oakland Raiders. He was a very special guy. He held on to his ties in the Sunnyside community in the city of Houston and there's uh, talk that they may name a major thoroughfare uh, in the Sunnyside area after Cliff Branch. I know that our very own Ralph Cooper is working on that along with some other folks so he passed away in 2019 and finally uh, a couple of uh, folks who were close to me in and around the media uh, max edison a guy who's been on this podcast he passed away in 2019 uh, we paid tribute to him a couple of times but uh, we miss max and uh, we were sad to see him uh, leave with a untimely passing he passed away on his birthday and finally for me personally uh, a person who was instrumental in my career in many many ways detria ward formerly of ktsu a tremendous actor and uh, she's done some tremendous stuff on stage uh, as a performer but also really gave me my start and one of the people who was very instrumental in me doing what i'm doing today so all of those folks we lost in 2019 and those folks we tip our caps and we bid adieu about to put a great big bow on 2019 and head into 2020 can you believe it man it's already been a decade in the books we're at 2020 just hours away and outdoors the fireworks have already started i don't know if you've heard them yet you'll hear them soon as i'm trying to get this in under the wire of 2019 but before uh, we move any further it's time for the Lamont Award. I don't wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award goes to the person in the world of sports that we deem to be a big dummy because after all that's what lamont was well this time out a familiar name we we're going out in style we're going out with antonio brown you are the big dummy and i'll tell you why this guy's out of the league he kicked and he went screaming out of pittsburgh and then he landed on his feet unfortunately on a block of, of dry ice <laughs> he landed on his feet in oakland got a big contract from the oakland raiders got the raise that he wanted uh, but he burned his feet on or, in a cryogenic uh, chamber in which he didn't put his socks on so he, he couldn't participate in training camp then he couldn't find the right helmet and then he just he couldn't get right he just could not get right and finally the Raiders had enough of it they said they couldn't go into the season with him needed him but still couldn't go into the season with him because of his behavior he lands on his feet again in New England only to have uh, his off the field 
stuff come up and he didn't pay the woman and he going back and forth with the woman instead of trying to deal with this low very low key and finally the patriots and the nfl said you know what no no that's it we gotta we gotta move on from from this then you say you're going to college then you say you don't need the nfl all of this stuff and now your father's coming out and he's saying well uh, antonio is at a low point he's not doing well some of the reports saying his dad is saying that he was not in a good place well, just when the the light is at its dimmest, uh, uh, or the of the world is at its dimmest, uh, a, a, a spotlight in the distance reaches out to you in the form of the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints say we want to have you uh, and for a workout. We need you. We need you on the other side. Uh, essentially, we think we need you. They need another receiver on the other side. So, uh, of of Michael Thomas, the premier receiver in the game. So they call him and they say, "Hey, man, don't bring on Antonio Brown brings the entourage. Then he goes on Twitter, and he goes after Derek Carr, and he goes after Juju Smith-Schuster, guys who had his back at different times, and he bit them anyway. Just like he, he bit uh, Robert Kraft. He threw shade at Robert Kraft. You know, well, I can't. I'm not in the league, but Robert Kraft, nothing for him. <laughs> Come on, and then you want to go back and backpedal like a DB and apologize. But I have not seen a guy do more to sabotage his career. Shut up! Don't bring entourage. Get your money. Get paid. Come play. Do what you have been God gifted to do. What you've worked your whole life for. What you you have. I mean, you're the best. You you are awesome. I look. Antonio Brown was my favorite receiver in the game. More than DeAndre Hopkins. More than uh, Julio Jones. I mean, this was the guy. This was the guy, and he just can't get right. He cannot stay out his own way. Then on top of all of that, he says that the New Orleans Saints bringing him in for a workout was a publicity stunt. Now, read the memo, Antonio Brown. The New Orleans Saints are the third seed in the NFC, and a lot of people think they're favorite to go to the Super Bowl. Drew Brees has more publicity than he knows what to do with. Sean Payton is trying to get another ring before Drew is too old. So they are working hard to make that happen. They were a blown NFL call away from being in the Super Bowl last year. So the last thing they need are stunts, publicity stunts. This team is focused on going to the Super Bowl. What are you doing? Please, somebody in his life, take his IG account. Take his Twitter. Please, just look. What's the saying? Say, hey, look, it's better to be a fool, quietly be a fool, than open your mouth and confirm it. Come on. Antonio, you know I don't like taking these kind of personal shots because I like him as a player. But he cannot stay out his own way. And for that reason, Antonio Brown, for the final time in 2019, you are a big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> With that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, hey, want to thank you guys for a great 2019. Want to remind you guys, if you have music, hit me up at Devin at WaysWordProductions.com. Actually, music at WaysWordProductions.com. If you have music, that's uh, if you're DJ, whatever, if you're an artist of any kind, genre does not matter. Just send your stuff in. But more importantly, thank you guys for being a part of the show in 2019. Looking forward to a great 2020. Thank you so much for spending, uh, spreading the word. And uh, look, you using word of mouth to make this thing bigger and better. We had thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners, new listeners this year. It's been great, and I certainly appreciate it. want to uh, thank my special teams unit, my DJs, uh, my sponsors, and all of you. I want you to be safe on New Year's Eve. Thank you so, so much. Happy, happy New Year to all of you. And as always, have a great day.